listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 27th of June 2022. Uh, later, the Australian share market starting the week on a positive note, up 1.9%. But first, to the gender pay gap, which widens with age. For more, Raina Sarampayat spoke with Mary Wooldridge. She is a director of Workplace Gender Equality Agency. We've, we've heard a lot about the, the, the gender pay gap. What are the most startling things out of this um, report that looked that drilled down into age? This new data from the Workplace Gender Equality Agency is interesting for a number of reasons around further information on the gender pay gap and workforce composition as it relates to age and career. And what it shows is that at no stage are more than 50% of women working full-time. Now, we also see that for managers, it's really the uh, area that is done full-time. 90% of all managers are in full-time roles. So there's this fundamental disconnect between managerial ranks and women wanting to or needing to work part-time in terms of their both work and care responsibilities. It also shows that the gender pay gap starts right on graduation but increases significantly over time. And at peak earnings stage, uh, when people are 45 to 65, the gender pay gap is over 30% or uh, equating to about $40,000 differential between men and women. Well, it is surprising that uh, even when women are returning to the workforce and pursuing their careers and, and working at the highest levels of organisations, the gender pay gap is still so significant. We also saw data that for CEOs and senior managers, when you just compare the highest levels, there's a very significant gender pay gap of around $93,000. So even women who do work full-time and do work at the highest levels of organisations are still experiencing a significant difference in their pay and earnings compared to men. And so uh, you talked a bit about solutions and what would the solutions be? So there's a number of things that can be done. The first thing that we encourage employers to do is do a pay gap analysis, understand what are the the drivers of the gap that they experience in their organisations and where where those gaps sit and how they can therefore address them. Uh, It's really important to normalise flexible work and gender-neutral parental leave so that taking time out of the workforce is not just a female thing. It's something that men do as well uh, and that can be normalised for people to share those work and caring responsibilities. Uh, We think access to affordable childcare is very important and employers can play a role in that. Some offer, for example, on-site childcare provision. And we also think it's very important that employers reimagine management roles so that it's not limited to a full-time position, that part-time roles can do Uh, senior management positions, whether they be job sharing or working flexibly, um, and that'll enable women to contribute their skills and capabilities right up to the highest levels of an organisation. Mary Wooldridge there speaking with Raina Sarampayat. From pay, let's go to the Australian share market, which rose by 1.9%, the S&P ASX 200, 6,706, so a good way to start the new working week. For more, I spoke earlier with Henry Jennings from Marcus Today.
Well, I guess it's a combination, really, of a good U.S. market on Friday. We've seen a pretty big week, actually, in the U.S. market, so that was good. We're also seeing a little bit of a response to data at the moment in terms of the inflationary story and the recessionary story that we've been seeing. And some of the data coming in is a little bit weaker on the economic front, which is maybe alluding to the fact that the central banks around the world can be a little less hawkish, a little less aggressive in their moves with interest rates. So that's really helping the market. The other thing, of course, that we have going for us at the moment is it is end of financial year. And the market has been under really extreme pressure uh, in the last month or so. And as a result, we are seeing a little bit of bargain hunting around and maybe a little bit of window dressing as we approach that 30th of June deadline. Despite sort of like that talk about changing interest rate expectations, right? Talk about that R word, recession. That that seems to be increasing, though, not just in the US, but potentially in Australia. What do you make of it? Well, I guess we've seen the, the narrative up till recently has been all about interest rates, all about crushing inflation. But we have switched over to the R word, as you say, recession has been on everyone's lips. And of course, recession does bring down uh, stimulus again from central banks. It means that they may not have to raise rates quite as aggressively. And there are even some now talking about rate cuts in 2023-24 if the RBA and the Federal Reserve and the UK Bank of England overshoots in trying to crush that inflation. So the R word is kind of good. It's perverse in financial markets. Sometimes uh, bad is good and good is bad. And this is at, at the moment certainly a sign of that. We're also seeing a fall in commodity prices. WTI crude, for example, had its first weekly loss since around March and April. What are your thoughts and does this signal continued weakness? Well, again, it comes down to this recession. If the global growth story is going to evaporate and we are going to see a slowing of economies, and of course we have China still in those sort of lockdowns uh, from time to time, that does affect demand for oil. And we haven't seen any major escalation in Europe at the moment, at least from Russia in terms of cutting off supply. We also haven't seen any hurricanes in the US and more supply does seem to be starting to come online. And of course, uh, the oil prices has been a major driver of inflation. So if that comes back a little bit further, uh, that will also help the market as well in terms of the sentiment as uh, the world does start to slow slightly. So it is a good thing, I guess, in some respects that the oil price is coming off. Of course, one of the reasons why interest rates need to rise is because of um, inflationary problems, right? Um, how are we seeing these inflationary impacts hitting some listed companies? Because we did have an update from uh, Metcash today, which operates some IGA supermarkets. Oh, we did from Metcash. And one of the things that's got going for them, of course, is that people are shopping local. Uh, they're not doing the big trips in the cars. They're also, there's a big mass exodus, I guess, is, is probably not quite so mass. But there's certainly a big growth in regional um, sort of exodus at the moment and people moving to the regions, which is good for IGA. And these guys so far have been able to manage to pass on those price rises. Of course, uh, the same could apply to Coles and Woolies as well. So it'd be interesting to see when their numbers come out. But for the moment, the supermarket side of things is at least, uh, I guess, somewhat immune to some of these inflationary pressures uh, at least at the moment, that's for sure. Finally, we're approaching the end of the financial year. Many investors, especially first-time investors, attracted to the share market when it was booming last year, um, when they had some stimulus or when they were in lockdown and looking for something to do. If they're looking at their portfolios right now, they might get a bit of a shock and see a, big, a bit of an adjustment. What's your message to them? Well, I think the message for them is that to have a plan, to hold the course, uh, become a long-term investor rather than just a, an investor for the latest fad. I think that's uh, certainly the way to go. And maybe even uh, there's a thing in the markets called dollar cost averaging where you are buying at a set 
time because it's very hard to time the market. So it says that you should put in money at regular intervals. And if you were doing that throughout this fall, uh, at least you're going to be starting to benefit from some of the rise that we have seen in the market. So I think, you know, stay the course, focus on the horizon sometimes, ensure that you've got good quality companies in your portfolio, not just the latest fad and maybe look to uh, top up around these sort of uh, depressed levels. Henry Jennings there from Marcus today. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. SBS is Australia's most trusted multilingual broadcaster. Our listeners are loyal, highly engaged and have supported countless local businesses. We offer advertising packages for businesses of all sizes. Our experienced sales team will guide you through the process of owning a great campaign. Bring your own ad or have our production team make you something in one of our 68 languages. Start the conversation with your new audience today. Email sales at sbs.com.au.